Happy Halloween and welcome to Tantalizing Nature Stories by Nicole. All stories are written and read by myself. The stories are adult themed and for a mature audience. Fans can support the show with a monthly subscription starting at $3 a month with no commitment. A link can be found in the description. And please join me on facebook.com slash tantalizing nature. Now for this episode, in honor of Halloween, I have written a dark erotica. The title is Taken by Mountain Men. It was early in the morning. My girlfriends and I were just finishing packing up the SUV for our trip. We were going into the mountains to hike and camp for the weekend. It was going to be a girls' weekend. No boys allowed. I had the best friends. They were just absolutely amazing. They had all dropped everything they had going on and planned this weekend to help cheer me up. I had been devastated when I found out my boyfriend of two years had been cheating on me. I only found out because one of my friends had been invited to a party where she didn't know many people. To her surprise, she saw my now ex there with another girl. She took a video of them. They were all over each other kissing and holding hands. When I confronted him, he actually got mad at me for sending my friend to spy on him. He knew that's not what happened, but he always knew how to play the victim in almost any situation. I really cannot believe I wasted two years of my life with a loser like him. It hurt even worse knowing he was with her, probably fucking her right now. Thankfully, I had my girlfriends to help keep that bastard out of my mind. I was at least thankful it didn't go on longer than it already had. Besides, I'm sure the relationship will crumble in time. Hopefully, by then, I'll be healed and with someone that treats me better and probably have a bigger dick and who breathes through his ears. We piled in and were on our way. We just had to make one quick stop on the way to pick up a little alcohol to accompany the marijuana we already had. The ride was so fun, I barely had time to even think about what's-his-face. We blasted music, passed blunts, and laughed all the way there. But after what seemed like a car ride that would never end, we finally pulled onto some old back road. 
The start of the trail was a few miles down. There was one car in the parking area. It looked like it had been sitting for some time. There was a layer of dust on it and tracks from them. Pulling in had been erased by the weather. It gave me the creeps. But I brushed it off and rationalized that you never knew the reason behind what someone else does. We had a few hours of sunlight left as we began our hike up the mountain trail. We stopped to make camp when we reached an area that was pretty flat. You could see the remnants of other campers and hikers. We set up our tents. We were sleeping two girls per tent, and there was just four of us. We gathered wood, built a little fire, and got ready to eat and have a little private party. We drank, smoked, and laughed like schoolgirls. It was pretty late when we all decided it was time to go to bed for the night. We did want to make it farther tomorrow than today. We stumbled into our tents and went to sleep. I didn't know what time it was, but it was still dark out when something woke me. I sat up, looking around to see if I could tell what had woken me. But it was hard to see, and I couldn't see anything at first. It took a couple minutes for my eyes to adjust. That's when I noticed Amber wasn't in her sleeping bag. The tent was still zipped. But next to where Amber was sleeping, I noticed something that froze me to my core. There was a rip or cut in the tent. It was big enough for a person to fit through. I sat there, scared to move. I didn't know what to do. I wondered if Jessica and Lizzie were okay in their tents, or... If they were missing, too. I sat there waiting to see if I could hear anything. The only thing I could hear was the sound of nature. Terrified, I started to inch towards the cut in the tent. I had to find out if my other friends were okay, and I needed their help in finding Amber. Very slowly, I moved the tent where it had been cut. I didn't want to use the door in case there was someone outside lurking who would hear the zipper. Extremely slowly, I poked my head out. I looked around and didn't see anyone outside, so I carefully slid out of the tent. My legs were shaking as I stood up, making as little noise as I could. I crept over to the other tent. My heart began racing as I noticed a cut in the other tent as I approached. My hands were shaking so bad as I lifted the fabric of the tent. I had to see for myself if they were in there or not. Getting on my knees, I took a look inside. There had clearly been a struggle with their stuff thrown all over. 
I was even more terrified that both of my friends were missing too. I don't know how I didn't hear anything. I was praying this was all just some sort of elaborate prank. Even though they had never played a prank on me before. And this would be a really cruel one. I really couldn't imagine them hiding in the woods, laughing at my complete and utter fright. My head was racing. I didn't know what to do. Our phones didn't have signals here, and we hadn't seen anyone else while we hiked up. I don't think there was any type of ranger station or anything near, at least that I knew of. The only thing I could think of was to try and make it back to the car. I could then drive to where there was a signal and get help. I gathered what I thought I would need, a flashlight, the keys, my phone, and some water. Just as I was about to start off, I remembered we had some bear spray and grabbed that for some some type of protection. Terrified and shaking, I started off down the path back towards the car. It was at least a five-mile hike back in the dark. The sky was cloudy, so there were no stars, and the moon didn't do much to help. I had only made it about half a mile when I thought I could hear someone walking behind me. I turned around, using the flashlight to see if I could see anyone. I was shaking so bad, I was having trouble keeping the light steady. I didn't see anyone, so I was turning back around to continue down the path when I was grabbed from behind. I was in shock and screamed as I was lifted in the air and thrown over someone's shoulder. I tried struggling, but they were so much stronger than I, and nothing I did had even the littlest effect on him. I could tell I was being carried off the path and into the thick wooded area. I couldn't see who was carrying me, but I could tell that it was a man. He was tall and had big, muscular shoulders. Struggling did nothing, so I thought maybe I could reason with him. Please let me go. I pleaded over and over with him. He didn't respond. He just continued on without acknowledging me. Why are you doing this? Where are you taking me? What do you want from me? I begged for an answer. He didn't say a word to me, just kept walking. I was becoming more and more frustrated with him. Do you have my friends? Are they okay? I demanded to know. I would have had a better chance of getting a brick wall to speak 
than this guy. It was still dark when we finally reached a clearing where I could tell there were a couple smaller cabin-type buildings. He didn't say a word as he carried me into one. In a back room, he opened the door and threw me inside and slammed the door shut. To my relief, all three of my friends were there and ran over to help me. They were dirty and their clothes were torn from trying to fend these guys off. We huddled in the corner of the room, trying to comfort each other. It was just a hardwood floor. There was no carpet or furniture. Whispering, I asked, what's going on? We don't know. Some guys came and took us while we were sleeping. They threw us in here and haven't been back until now. Jessica whispered back. We were all so exhausted that it didn't take long before we started nodding off. I tried to stay awake to keep watch, but a few minutes later, I was passed out too. I must have been in a deep sleep because I didn't hear or feel when I was moved. I slowly woke up. I could feel a bed beneath me. Maybe it had been a dream, I thought, until I tried to move my arms to sit up. Terror gripped me again. I was tied to the bed. I looked around and could tell I was in a different room than I'd been thrown in last night. It was just me in here. I wondered if my friends were still in that room or were they also tied to a bed like me. I don't know how long I'd been in there before an old woman came in. She fed me, cleaned me up, and let me go to the bathroom. She had no fear of me running because there was a chain around my left ankle that was bolted to the floor. The old lady left me untied from the bed until later that night. She came back, had me undressed, and lay down in the bed so she could tie me back to it. She covered me with the blankets before leaving and turning out the light. I waited, wondering what was going to happen to me. I was absolutely terrified. I had so many unpleasant scenarios running through my head. After an hour or so, I started having trouble keeping my eyes open. I had been so scared all day wondering what these people were going to do to us that I hadn't slept at all. I was startled awake when I heard the door creep open and shut. My eyes shot open to see who had entered. 
There was enough light in the room from the moon coming through the only window that was covered with bars on the outside. It was him. I could tell it was the same guy that had carried me here. Even though I hadn't gotten a good look at him, there were things I had noticed on the way here. He stood there for a minute, probably so his eyes could become accustomed. I watched him walk over to the edge of the bed. I held my breath, waiting to see what he was going to do. Suddenly, he gripped the blanket and pulled it off me. I gasped as the cold air hit my naked body. I trembled as he reached out to run his fingers over my taut nipples. Oh, my nipples were hard from the cold air. It felt good how softly his rough hands touched them. I couldn't stop my body from enjoying it. Especially since I was just a couple days away from being fertile. My body always became hot, literally wanting dick. I especially would want to feel a man's cum drenching the inside of me around this time of the month. I didn't take birth control, so I made sure that didn't happen. No matter how bad my body craved it. His fingers left my nipples to slide down towards my spread legs. I wriggled back and forth trying to keep him from touching me. My body was betraying me. I was becoming so wet. It didn't matter what I did. I couldn't stop him from touching me. His fingers reached my wet slit. I was again surprised at how soft his rugged hands felt on my sensitive lips. I felt confused. He could just take me, yet he was taking his time and was being gentle. It was like he wanted me to enjoy what he was doing to me. He entered me with one of his fingers. I gripped the sheets hard, trying to hold back the orgasm I was so close to having. I couldn't stop the pulsing inside of me when he started to move his fingers back and forth, massaging my G-spot. I bit my lips so I wouldn't moan, but I know he could feel me coming. My pussy gushed in response to what he was doing to me. I couldn't believe it, but I spread my legs a bit wider to give him more access to the inside of me. My body was giving into what he was doing to me. I relaxed a bit. I decided the best thing to do was to stop resisting 
and let my body enjoy being ravished. It would probably help me survive this nightmare. He took his finger out of me. I could hear him taking his clothes off. I opened my eyes to see he had a nice body under his country clothes. My eyes widened when I noticed the size of his dick. It was large and demanding, just like he was. I thought he was going to give it to me, but instead, he untied my legs and put his head between them. His mouth descended on my clit, sucking so sweetly. He began swirling his tongue and slid his finger back inside. My body was building towards exploding in his mouth. My breathing went from ragged to moans of pleasure. In the distance, through the walls, I could hear the moans of one of my friends. I couldn't tell which one, but... I assumed they were being used for sexual pleasure as well. It sounded like she was enjoying it too. I forgot about my friend's cries of pleasure as the waves of ecstasy flowed through my body. I could hear him lapping up my juices as they ran out of me. This is how captive people fall for their captors, I thought. I felt the bed shift as he moved his body up the bed towards the top. I couldn't see his face as he towered over me. I could see his massive cock, though, as he grabbed my head, lifting it so he could push it into my mouth. I sucked as best as I could in that awkward position. I slurped and swirled my tongue around the tip. I was surprised when I heard him moan while I sucked him. That was the first time I heard him make any noise. He pulled his cock out of my mouth and moved back down the bed. I watched as he positioned himself between my legs. I felt him spread me with his fingers, then the pressure from the head of his cock pushed on my slick little hole. My pussy was so wet that he was able to push a few inches into me. Mm, I heard him groan with pleasure as he began slowly thrusting himself in me. He was able to push more of his cock in with every thrust until he had himself buried all the way inside of me. His face was close enough for me to see what he looked like now. I screamed in both pleasure and fright. I came on his cock at the same time I finally saw him. His face looked like he had been disfigured and maybe burned. He gave me a sinister smile. His thrust became jarringly hard, and his cock swelled. He slammed my pussy one last time, 
holding his cock all the way inside me. I felt him throbbing inside while he spilled his seed deep in me. Mm, he made sure to hold his cock in there for a few minutes after. He was making sure his sperm was as close to my eggs as possible. He left shortly after that. The old lady came back not too long after and untied my hands. She left until the morning. It wasn't until a few days later we found out why we had been taken there. Every night the same guy would come and fuck me, even after he got me pregnant. I came to look forward to the things he did to my body. Well, thank you. And come back for more stories at Tantalizing Nature Stories by Nicole. And please have a happy and safe Halloween.